Well, let's go to Colossians chapter 3 this morning. The book of Colossians, the third chapter. And let's get ready to get into this message here today. Let's pray first. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for your, your loving kindness. Thank you so much for your faithfulness toward us. We believe that you're at work now in our midst. And as we approach your word, Lord, speak to our hearts. Give us those things which are right and necessary for this time. May each person have a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Lord, thank you for working in us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, everybody. We started a series a few weeks ago called The Priority Principle. And uh, I'm here to work on your priorities some more today. All right. Hopefully, <laughs> we're working together, right? Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1 says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. How many understand that setting our mind on things above is something that we do? It's not something we get prayer for. You know how sometimes people ask, Oh, pray for me that I'll be more committed. No. <laughs> you know, pray for me that I'll set my mind on things above. Not going to do it. <laughs> How many understand? <laughs> Once we know what to do, especially when, this, when, when, uh, when things are placed in our control, it's not a matter of pray for me that I'll be better. I just need to act right. I just need to do what I know to do. Amen. 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 All right, so don't turn in those prayer requests today. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Again, we're talking about our priorities, and this is the way that the New Testament life works, the, the, the believer's life, is that we must, absolutely must, seek heavenly things. We must seek those things that are above, and if I endeavor to approach my life and live my life the way that I did pri prior to being saved or BC, uh, then I'm going to struggle. Things are just not going to click. There is a divine order for our lives, just like a staircase, you know, use them in order. <laughs> you don't jump from step one to five to eight back down to four and uh, wonder why you keep falling, right? And, and likewise, with our relationship with God, we must seek those things that are above when your priorities are right your life is right things just start to click they start to work when your priorities are right and when they're wrong you know that's again when uh, oftentimes people are working on uh, you know three four and five and they're given all their attention all their focus on three four and five when one and two are out of line and that's causing everything else not to work all right. That's why the overarching principle of this is simply what this verse says, that we seek those things that are above. We make God's priorities ours. We, we say, Lord, what are you thinking about? That's what I'm thinking about. What are you talking about, Lord? That's what I'm talking about. Huh? Well, what are you doing today? Because that's, that's what I'm doing. My plans are being adjusted. The reason for my existence, my purpose here on the earth is adjusted every time I find out that God has something on his mind. Okay, this is what allows His abundance, His grace, His power, His mercy, His, you know, His favor to flow through us because we're really just on the same page that He is. God knows how things work. Amen. And so, uh, again, uh, when our priorities are right, that's when our life becomes right. And 
to jump ahead a little bit and do a little quick self-diagnosis today. This is not real fun, by the way, but uh, you're all required to do this. <laughs> no pain, no gain. Uh, many of us now understand this principle we've been talking about for a while now, the principle of priorities and why that makes a life really work and why so many struggle uh, when, their things are, when their life is out of alignment. But the question is, are my priorities right? The question for you is, are your priorities right? Are you truly and honestly seeking those things that are above? And there's a real simple three-item test to indicate that it helps everyone indicate within themselves and find out whether they are really in line with what they're supposed to be doing, okay? And it really goes like this, real simple. First, what do you do with your time? What do you do with your time? What do you do with your money? And what do you do with your abilities? If you can see very clearly within your time, your money, and your abilities that God is all over it, that those things that are above are just kind of all over it, then that is an indication that your priorities are right. But if you look at your time, if you, let's, let's say that everything that you do is written in your calendar. I mean, every minute of your day. If you can't see God in your schedule, you're deceiving yourself to say, I just love the Lord. I just live for Him. You know, you don't. Hmm. You ought to see God in your... I mean, literally, again, if we were to write everything down, which most of us don't, uh, but you would see God in your schedule. You would see yourself giving your time to kingdom priorities and principles. Amen. All right. Same thing's true if you were to write down every every penny that went out, every penny that came through you and went out. If everything were written down, you should see God all over that. Okay? If you don't, you you you're deceiving yourself. So I need counsel. No, you don't. <laughs> you need to let the Lord be Lord. Remember Jesus said where your treasure is, there your heart is right and so if I say oh my in my heart I just love God <laughs> well the Lord revealed to us that that stuff really isn't so mystical like you can't ever tell it's just kind of hidden on the inside no it shows up in your calendar it shows up in your checkbook right it really does if it's not there again we're not judging each other but we should look at our own lives and say okay I'm, let me be real with myself here okay I love me I love stuff. I love my, you know, my time. I love, you know, but but the kingdom of God is way down here. It's way down here. Okay? And that's what we want to get straightened out so everything start working. Everything start clicking again. And, of course, your abilities. Uh, God has given you uh, unique gifts and talents and abilities. And there is a reason for them. It's not just for your personal enjoyment. Although you can enjoy, but the main purpose as a believer now, as a risen with Christ one, is to use those things for His purpose, for His kingdom, for His glory. And that's when everything's in line in my life. Amen? All right. Everybody got a good checkup now? How many are healthy? No, you don't need to raise your hand. Uh, let's go over to John chapter 14. And uh, let me show you this principle here a little bit further. See, it's one thing to say that we love the Lord. It's another to live our lives for the purposes of God. 
And that's two different things. One thing to sing the song, to lift our hands. It's another thing to live for Him. And this is what Jesus said about this in, in John 14, verse uh, and verse 23, it says, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will shout it out as loud as he can. I love you, Lord. Does that, is that what your Bible says? Everybody following along with me today? You're supposed to interrupt me when I misquote, <laughs> lest I lead you astray. Is, is, is that what the Lord said? <laughs> that's not what he said. If, I mean, that's not wrong to shout out your love for the Lord and proclaim it verbally. Thank God for that. But you know what? He said, if you love me, what? You're going to do what I say. You're going to do what I say. Someone said, I just love the Lord in my heart. <laughs> well, that can be, again, that can be a misnomer there. We think that everything spiritual in my life is internal. Everything spiritual is just on the inside. No, no. If things are really established on the inside, then they will be reflected on the outside. They will be seen by others. Uh, a certain person in our uh, in our church was telling me this week that they were staying with someone else. Uh, all these people are in this service today. Uh, uh, staying with someone else for a short period of time, and they said it was like it was like living at a Christian retreat center. <laughs> and and I got you know without him going through all the details, I got the impression that you kind of wake up in the morning and there's like praise and worship and the word and you know and prayer going on and just a lot of stuff just constantly in that environment and I thought you know what uh, that person if you were to stay visit their home and stay with them for a while you wouldn't ask a couple months later like so do you guys believe in God <laughs> you, you, you guys Christians you guys love the Lord how many know you would have to ask the question it's seen by lifestyle it's in the environment of what we do and, and 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 honestly if we're really true with our own heart if the lord means something to us it shows up we can't follow you around for very long without knowing that there's something about your life you live for someone and it's not yourself amen and so again jesus said if you love me you will do what i say We'll do what I say. So are there different levels of how much people love the Lord? Absolutely are. How is it measured? It's measured through obedience. It shows up in our natural life. Okay? Not just something on the inside. The world today puts on pressure. Oh, you keep your little religion in your closet. You know? That's a private thing. Baloney. Man, if this is the real thing in me, it can't be private. It can't be something I just do on my own and no one else knows about. If it's the real thing, it comes out my eyes. If it's the real thing, it comes out in how I treat other people. It comes out like, oops, you know how some people, you know, when they hurt themselves, all kinds of words come out that are not allowed, you know, in many, uh, in many places. <laughs> well, in our lives, it's, you know, we just go through life and we're just bumped and Ooh, thank you, Lord. Praise God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't mean with, you know, if you get hurt, but you have to do that intentionally. Uh, but these things, these things come out of us naturally without much effort because it's who we are. Let's look over at Matthew 22. Let me show you something else here. It's often said that certain things in life are the most important. Kind of like, uh, it's kind of uh, 
accepted by many people that the most important meal of the day is right I mean that's commonly said that breakfast is the most important meal of the day and uh, and there are other things in life that people have come up with the best the most important thing is this or that is that a biblical principle that's my question can we identify this is more important than that can I identify that some things that the Lord said outweigh other things that the Lord said that'd be a good question huh because if that's true I want to know that and that's why I'm pointing you to this verse here Matthew 22 verse 35 then one of them a lawyer asked him a question testing him saying teacher which is the great commandment in the law the great commandment Jesus said to him what are you talking about the great commandment they're all the same I mean they're all of God so just do them all what are you what are you doing differentiating between the commandments is that what Jesus said it's this is interesting that the Lord answered his question he didn't correct the question he answered the question Jesus said to him you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind this is the first and great commandment and the second the what second you mean there's an order there's a priority here the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets so that's interesting to me could we say that all of the law and the prophets were inspired by God yeah we could say that God gave all the law and all the prophets all the uh, the the writings the things that they did and said but yet clearly some outweigh others some things that God said take precedence over other things that he said he called some great he called one here second the other being first if that principle is still the case today and I believe it is then I need to be able to identify when the Lord says something what do I need to keep first what do I need to call the greatest things that he has said to me because I don't really want to be working on 9 and 10 if I haven't taken care of 1 and 2 everybody listening and that's a principle that we've got to get established that what matters most now what do I need to focus on what do I need to give my attention to what is the Lord dealing with me about that I need to give attention to instead of just calling everything the same and trying to you know make it all equal in our lives Jesus elevated certain commands over others. I mean, it's it's of tremendous value to study the Word of God. And not just, you know, not just throw it in one big mix. Treat it as all the same, but understand. Remember the Scripture said, Paul wrote, Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. 
What does that mean, rightly dividing? That means you can wrongly divide this. That means you can actually read the Bible and come away worse. <laughs> huh? Because if you're, if you're reading it incorrectly, if you're not understanding what it's saying, you'll, you can come up with, well, you can create a bunch of new religions and, and supposedly use the same Bible. That's why we must humble ourselves and say, Lord, help me to rightly divide this word and understand the intent, the meaning, and who it was written to, and all these, all these things. So based on this principle now, that some things the Lord has said do take precedent over others, some things outweigh other things that He has said, I've begun to think about various things that we deal with in life and to ask that same question, which is the most important? What's the most important fill in the blank and 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 so based on that I've filled in the blank and I want to pose some questions for us to ponder today about what is the most important first of all let's start off with this one what is the most important relationship what is the most important relationship that might seem easily answered but uh, not always do people get it right okay I think in in theory now, most of us know this. The most important relationship is an individual's relationship with God. Okay? If you get that in order and you get that set, you, are, you have set up your life for other relationships to work. Okay? But that must be. It's required. It's the necessity of this, of this whole Christian life that our relationship with God come first, come foremost above every other relationship. Now, again, we know that, that's elementary, that's pretty, that's pretty simple, it would seem, but many times people are neglecting their relationship with God to service other relationships. In fact, sometimes, in order to keep another relationship, they have to sacrifice their relationship with God. They have to say, Lord, what you said about this, I'm going to have to lay that aside because they're endeavoring to please another person, and these things run contrary. One thing I know that if truly my relationship with God is more important than any other relationship, there's no one else in my life that can, that can make me do things that hinder my walk with the Lord. But the Lord could, it could go the other way. If any relationship has to, has to go, it's never going to be my, my walk with God. If you have to sacrifice your walk with God in order to please and maintain another relationship, um, say bye to that person. Yes. I'm telling you. I mean, it's, I know that's easier. It's easier preached uh, th than lived. But listen, that's the real thing. You're, if you hang on to your relationship with God and make that the main thing, everything else in life can fall apart. But you'll be back. You'll come back. But if you trash that thing, if you give up that relationship for some other temporary satisfaction, some other short-term deal, I guarantee you'll regret it. That's just, that's just the way things are. Um, but having that principle in place, um, it makes a lot of decisions for us. Well, should I be in the, in the relationship with this person? Not if it's going to cost me with God. Hmm. Amen. I remember that. I remember that movie, uh, The Parent Trap. Anybody see The Parent Trap? The second one. I mean, I didn't see the first one. Okay, not as many as are necessary for me to talk about it. <laughs> but well, I'll try to. I'll try to do it anyway. But there, you know, there was the 
well, I can't go through the whole story, but I'll just go. If you know the story, they were at the, they were at the lake, and these two twin girls were uh, really given a hard time to the future stepmom, fiance of their dad, and they were, it was, it was really funny. <laughs> but at one point, she was fed up after, you know, she woke up in the morning on the lake on her air mattress and then fell in the water and came stomping out and just screaming and yelling and and uh, and she went up to uh, Nick she went <laughs> I found out his name last service <laughs> Meredith came up to Nick <laughs> and basically gave him what for and said uh, it's either me or them someone's got to go because she was tired of the kids and uh, and he uh, it's just just great he just he just looked at her without any emotion without any, any hesitation at all he said them <laughs> and she's ah! <laughs> yeah them no no decision no choice that's the way, way it should be with with the Lord first and foremost Amen. it's either me or God God I'm going with him bye see ya if you want to change good if you don't I'm not because I'm staying with him. That's a priority with me. God is more important than you. He's more important than any relationship. It could This could be a business relationship. That sometimes Christians are forced to make a decision where they're going to compromise their stand, their standards, their principles, the things that they do in their relationship with God in order to get this deal to go through or in order to enter into this agreement with this company. They're going to have to sacrifice some things. Let me encourage you. Let it go. Say, but I can make a lot of money on this deal. I mean, this is, a, this is one of those things I'm really going to profit. I'm going to lose a lot if I let it go. Let it go. You'll get it later. Maintain your relationship with God first and foremost. What He says matters most, more than anything else. And watch, you'll be rewarded. Jesus said, all these things will be added unto you if you'll seek His kingdom first. All right. What's the most important scripture? Does anybody know what the most important scripture is? <laughs> How many know we can, I think we could have a debate here. No, I think it's this one. No, I think it's this one. Let me help you with it. It's the one that you know. The most important scripture is the scripture that you know. Oftentimes people are, are endeavoring, they're, they're endeavoring to understand everything without dealing with what has, without dealing with and living in what has been revealed to them. If, you, if you've been given light on any particular passage of Scripture, then you're responsible to walk in that light. You're responsible to act on, to have that in play in your life. But if you're always focusing on, well, I don't understand that one, I don't understand that one. And, and how many know, unless you're a, just a very, very brainy person, <laughs> most, you know, you're able to retain lots of... Uh, stuff by memory we don't know most of what's in here even though I've read it lots of times many of you have read lots of times we don't know most of what's in here all right what's important what's the most important scripture the one I know why is it most important I need to walk in that I need to walk in the light of that if I if the Lord has revealed something to me that's precious that's valuable and I've set that aside and I'm just trying to find something else new no I need to get busy living in what I know it's called walking in the light you don't walk around in the darkness and what you don't know walk in what you do know walk in what God has revealed to you already 
what is the most important scripture? So that's that one that you know. Or maybe that, it might be many, but it's, the, it's what you know that is important to you. Stay in the light. Okay, what's the most important prayer? Huh? Some of you catching on now. It's the one you pray. I mean, there's many prayers written right out for us in the Bible. Uh, but a lot of people know, know about them. They read past them, and they know that they're there, but they're not actually praying them. What's the most important prayer for you? It's the one that you're praying, the one that's active in your life, the one that you are putting into practice. That's the one that has the most value. What about, uh, what about a spiritual gift? What's the most important spiritual gift? Uh-huh. Remember 1 Corinthians 12 says, uh, uh, it talks about the gifts of the Spirit, how there are nine individual gifts of the Spirit. Which is most important? the one that's necessary at the moment the one that's needed for right now how many know if someone needs if someone has a sickness and disease um, and one of those gifts is called gifts of healings uh, how many know they don't need a prophecy <laughs> in other words there are certain situations that require certain gifts certain certain manifestations of God's power and that would be most important in that circumstance in that situation all right, here's another one. What's the most important dollar? Money, I'm talking. Moolah. Dinero. <laughs> What's the most important? It's the first one. It's the first one. Whatever that first is. That's the most important. How many know you see that all throughout the Scripture? How many know a tithe is not the last 10%, it's the first 10%. And that difference makes all the difference in the world. You know, uh, Proverbs speaks about us bringing our first fruits, honoring the Lord with the first fruits of our increase. Not the second fruits. Not the third fruits. First is in there for a reason. Why? It's because the first is the most important. It's a way of honoring God. It's a way of prioritizing your life. When, you, when, you, when money, when income, when, when increase comes to you and you take the first and the best and say this is for the kingdom of God, that sets up your life. That sets up your backbone <laughs> for everything to be in line, everything to start working. I mean, sometimes people don't recognize this and they get to stuff later. In the, in the process of time, they get to the place where they honor the Lord with things. Man, that is messed up. And it costs you the same amount. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, someone's going to give and it's the same amount, but it's in the wrong order, so it messes up the whole system. With God, it is about what's first. He must be first. Your most important dollar is your first one. If you start a business, don't put the first dollar on the wall. Everybody listening? No. That dollar is important. What am I going to do with it? You give it to the kingdom. You put it in the kingdom of God. You say, Lord, cause your kingdom to expand and grow. Amen. That's what matters most. So what you do with the first determines the blessing on the rest. How about this one? What's the most important word? What's the most important word? A lot of you being pretty bold with your wrong answers today. <laughs> most important word is the word that's in your mouth it's the one that you say it's not what I say about you 
It's what you say about you. It's not so important what you say about me. It's what I say about me. Someone said, I think it's God's word. Well, uh, but what if I disagree with God's word? What if, what if God says something really good about me and I say something really bad about me? How many know what I get? I get what I say. Isn't that what Jesus said? He taught us. He said, you'll have whatever you say. He didn't say you have whatever God says. He said, well, he said you have whatever you say, Mark eleven twenty three. Remember Proverbs 18 says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. It's the words that come out of our mouth. Those are the most important words in my life. Those are the things I must watch the most. Hmm. Now, I do want to watch what I hear because that's important. You know what's more important? What I say. If I hear something and it's bad and I stop it right there, okay, we're good. If I hear something good and I stop it there, I'm still missing out. I need to hear what God says. I need to hear what the words of life are and get those in my own conversation. Get those in my own mouth. Then they take effect. Then they impact my life. They impact my future and all that I have to do with in life. Amen. Word. Most important word. What about the most important thought? What's the most important thought in life? Hmm? Ready? It's the one you meditate on. It's the one you retain. It's the one you think about. The one you ponder over and over again. A lot of us have a lot of thoughts. I mean, just random thoughts pass through our minds, and some good and some bad, and, and, uh, and usually, you know, they don't have a lot of effect on us. But if you let it stay, even if it's a negative thought, and you let it stay, you ponder it, it's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt you. But if it's, a, if it's a godly thought, if it's a word from heaven, it's a thought that's pure and just and noble and of a good report, that thought will lift you up. Why? Because the more we think about it, it gets established in our heart. It becomes a part of who we are. And if you'll think on good things, amen, good things are going to transpire in your life. So the most important thought is, again, the one that you meditate on. What about the most important day? What's the most important day? <laughs> now, there's a source religious thoughts get in, and we start picking a certain day of the week. Nah. It's not right. But the most important day is today. Huh? It is today. Do I mean Sunday? No, I don't mean Sunday. I mean today. I mean it's not yesterday and it's not tomorrow. I don't want to live in the past. If yesterday is the most important day, it's all I talk about the way things used to be. <laughs> oh, the good old days. <laughs> oh, the way things used to be. How many know I'm missing out on something very powerful that can happen today? Make today the most important day in your life. Not tomorrow. Tomorrow is the procrastinator's day. Tomorrow is the, is the day that I'm going to. I'm going to start. One of these days, I'm going to begin to act this way. I'm going to begin to do these things different in my life. And tomorrow is always tomorrow. Tomorrow never becomes now. And we've got to live today. And you remember in the Old Testament when Moses was dealing with Pharaoh and Pharaoh had a frog problem? Remember frogs coming out of everything? And uh, finally, Moses or Pharaoh was starting to give in and to change his mind. And uh, and Moses went went to him and said, "Okay, well, when when do you want the frogs to go away?" And what would you say? Would you say like like now, <laughs> be gone? You know what Pharaoh said? He said, "Tomorrow." Tomorrow. He's putting this thing off a little bit more, giving himself some room. It's like dumb. 
Tom, why do you want to live with frogs for another day? And there's some figurative frogs in people's lives now. You got junk going on. There's some things. God wants you to be free from it. You should be free from all that hassle and all that junk. What should you do? Decide today. Say, Lord, I'm giving it all to you. I'm inviting your mighty power and love to change my life today. Not going to wait a week. Not going to wait a month. Not going to wait till I can figure a few things out. No, here I am. I'm in your presence now. I'm ready for you to move in me today. Come on now. God will meet that prayer. He'll meet you right where you're at. Today is the most important day. What about motivation? What's the most important motivation? The, the reason why we do things. Scripturally, the motivation that we, live, we should live uh, by is the motivation of love. I live, I do, I act. Everything I do is because I love God, number one, because I love people, number two. It's the motivation of love. Remember, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 13 talked about the three that abide, faith, hope, and love, and he said the greatest of these is is love. It's our motivation for all that we do in life. Let that be your motivation. You know, there are other things that I want, that I, we can talk about, put them together, things like mission. What's the most important mission? What's the most important outreach and focus in our lives? In our church, as we gather together and, and, and you know, as a family, as, as a team, what's the most important mission? We could, look, we could look at it theologically and we could all come up with good scriptures and say, we need to be doing this. But how many know the most important thing is the one that God is directing at the time? The most important mission for your life. What should your life be about? What's the Lord directing you to be doing at this time? The most important focus and mission and directive for our church has to do with, uh, well, what is the Lord leading us to do now? I mean, certainly there are some things that we can say all churches ought to be doing, like winning the lost. But how many know there are so many other areas of, of focus in an individual's life and in a church where the Lord directs people to do different things at different times? And not every ministry, not every person has the same assignments as everybody else. All right. There are some groups and some churches that are doing things that we applaud, but we won't do. We're not going to do them. Why? Because they're bad? No. It's just not our focus. It's not the direction of the Lord for us to do. And sometimes it's a matter of time. It's a matter of season. The Lord will minister to us to do certain things during certain seasons. There are, there are cer certain things I know the Lord wants our church to do, but it's not now. It's, it's down the road a little ways. It's sometime off in the future. And if we tried to do it now, we'd fall on our face. We'd find this is not working. And so it's important for you to know for your life what the Lord wants you to do. Have this heart. Have this principle in place. It is a priority principle. That whenever the Lord speaks, everything else takes a back seat whenever I know what I'm supposed to do now I'm going to make that the most important thing of my life I'm not going to take whenever I get direction from the Lord put it on the shelf 
and I'll get to it someday after I finish these other projects, after I'm ready for some other things. No, I need to, uh, I need to know, I need to decide that if God reveals something to me, that is now the most important thing in my life. A good question sometimes is, are we supposed to be doing this now? Whatever it is for you. Am I supposed to be doing this now in my life? If not, many times people with good hearts, their hearts are committed to the Lord, their priorities are right, but they try to do everything at once. They, try to, they see so many opportunities, so many things, and they try to do it all. And I know some people can't even relate to that because they do zero. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but there are others that go to the other, the other side. They want to do everything, and you're not supposed to do everything. You're not gifted to do everything. You don't have the time to do everything. Our church doesn't have the time to do everything. We are endeavoring to the best of my ability in leadership uh, to focus. Say, Lord, what do you have us doing now? What do you want us to do today? What's the focus here? And sometimes he'll stir things up in me, and I just know that's coming, but it's not yet. Other times are things he stirs up in me, and I realize I've got to do this now. And my head thinks, you don't have time to do that now, (laughs) but I must. I must subject any of my plans to the Lord's plans. This is called the most important mission, the most important focus in our lives. Everything else becomes secondary. My plan, my schedule, my preferences, my whole life becomes subject to Him. I remember a few years back, we were having a special meeting, and uh, the Lord led us in having a certain person to come in and minister and, and, and speak at these special services that we were having on a particular night of the week or multiple nights, don't recall. And, uh, and I encouraged everyone to come. I said, you know what, this is a priority. I want you to make it a priority in your life. Um, you know, we want you to get here to these meetings. And I realized that sometimes there are situations that people can't get out of and we don't condemn their hearts or anything like that or their motives and but I just put out that out I believed it was right that the whole church should gather and uh, there was one guy who was in one of those situations where I knew he had a business trip he had to be gone uh, he had to do this and and I didn't expect to see him and come meeting time there he was and I thought well what are you doing here (laughs) I thought I thought you had to you had this business trip you had to go on you had to be gone during this time he said I know but you said it was important you asked us to be here so I canceled it and I thought wow I didn't say it tell him all this but I thought you know what I know a lot of people who wouldn't drive a couple miles to get to a special meeting I know people who wouldn't miss their bedtime for a special meeting I know people for all kinds of things, all kinds of excuses, and I thought, you got something going on here. Now, I wouldn't have condemned him if he had left, treated him any different, thought any less of him, you know, thought it was out of his, you know, control. But I thought that's an example of someone making a decision where they're saying, Lord, if you've got something going on, my schedule adjusts. I'm changing. I'm seeking those things that are above. Amen. And so today we're looking at ourselves. We're not looking at each other. But if there are things in your life that don't seem to really be working, they're just not clicking, not running on all cylinders, uh, this would be a vital area to check up and say, can I honestly say this? 
can I honestly say that I live for him I don't live for me that I'm making that relationship more important than my other relationships and many of the things that we discussed and others that you can think of as well where you can identify what is the most important thing in your life I believe the Lord wants us to see this to this end when things are in order he's able to bring the fullness of his blessing in our lives he's not hindered by us having things out of line and so I was taking a moment taking some time to think taking some time to rearrange and to, to adjust is worth the effort is worth our time amen let me pray for you now father in the name of Jesus I thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and in our lives I thank you for what you're what you've begun that you will complete you will finish you'll continue these things until the day of the Lord Jesus Lord but for all of us today we take time to think and and, and to analyze how we're approaching you direct us in the way that we should go help us to see clearly from your perspective from that position above and not just an earthly position beneath Lord we honor you and bless you in all that we do thank you for your help now for directing our steps that we might know what is most important today in Jesus name thank you Lord thank you Lord amen praise God thank you Lord well let's take a moment here today Let's talk to everyone about their eternity.